The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hey folks, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week. If the Twitter toddler in the White House has you completely stressed out, head on over to BubbleGenius.com and pick up their exclusive Republican voodoo doll featuring the face and body of our cartoon dictator. This item is only available for a limited time, so get yours now, only $25 at BubbleGenius.com, with a third of the proceeds going to support the campaigns of resistance candidates across the country. Plus, if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Says who? Broadcasting from resistance headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Have you never had sex with a porn star? Then you need a lawyer to give that porn star large amounts of cash. Not your own cash, his own cash. Call the law firm of Michael Cohen and Associates. Michael Cohen is the leader in giving porn stars money for no reason at all. Michael Cohen gave me $225,000. And I don't even know why. You pay nothing. Michael Cohen pays everything. The law firm of Michael Cohen and Associates, world's dumbest slash most generous lawyers. Call 1-800-DUMBASS-4. That's 1-800-D-U-M-A-S-S-4. Michael is dumb and he has a whole lot of money. Bob Seska! Bob! 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 The Bob Seska Show! Like the stupid people. Says who? Oh, hi. Hello. How you doing? Hello, Bob. Hi. It is Thursday, February 15, 2018, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob, and we're brought to you by the best soap in the world. It's BubbleGenius.com. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. Get legal advice. Get the greatest lawyer in the world. Says who? Over at TheBowenLawGroup.com. Go there. Do it now. Okay. Way too many things. We're getting started late today because... Wait, 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 wait. The Bowen Law Group. Are they going to put up the money to pay off the porn star? (laughs) That's right. If you need... Are they really the best? Because I want to know they're going to put their personal money up to pay for the porn star. Yeah, if you want a lawyer to pay (laughs) off uh, hush money to the porn star that you've been sleeping with, talk to Charles J. Bowen. Uh, You know, the guy, guy, I mean, I just, I go to him and I say, you know what, uh, uh, Bo, I call him Bo. I say, Bo, you know, I need uh, like six figures. I need six figures to pay off a porn star. Can you just like out of your own checking? Because I don't, I'm not going to give her the money. I don't want to give her the money. I need someone to give her just free money. And then I'm not going to pay you back. I'm not going to pay you back at all. My campaign's not going to pay you back. The Trump organization's not going to pay you back. There won't be any campaign finance violations. Right. I would just like you to give her some money. Oh, and I didn't do anything. I, you didn't do anything. And and you know what? Don't try to invoice me for that money because <laughs> then I'll then I'll just sue you. Uh, right. For, for right. trying to invoice me for that money, so yeah. that's where we. My God, damn it! I, I want to get to all the <laughs> all the Michael Cohen. Says who? I want to get to the Michael Cohen stuff and just to talk about how phenomenally stupid he is. Stupid, stupid. We're like the stupid people. Yeah, I, I couldn't help it. There's too much. I jumped the gun today. <laughs> that's all right. In I, honor of the Olympics, I jumped the gun. Yeah, Jackie Schechner's here from uh, InvestigateRussia.org. Hi, Jackie. It's been a while. Hi. What's going I on? I know. But you know, I, I got busy with all this Russia stuff because um, yeah. I'm, I'm a staff of like one and a half. Is that uh, really? You're, you're running the entire InvestigateRussia.org on just a couple of <laughs> I'm people, personally, really? <laughs> I'm personally investigating all of Russia, which reminds <laughs> me of a very funny conversation. I, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show before. So no. my, my father's not particularly, he's, he's an attorney and he's very smart, um, but he's not particularly tuned into anything kind of online or yeah. Much of what I do, for that matter. And so, you know, he knows about the site. I think he's probably shared it with a couple of friends. But every time we have a conversation, <laughs> he says to me, so what's the difference between what you do and what Mueller's doing? <laughs> oh, my God. That is now, and you go, wow, I think you... I, 
Yeah. I think you need I to can, recalibrate that. I can, I can, I can get it if it happened <laughs> once, and then I explained to him that you know Mueller's a special counsel, and we're an aggregator, yeah. and then we're bringing all the information together. But literally every conversation we have, it comes up, and then he proceeds to tell me that you know I put my faith in Mueller before I trusted. I mean, I love you, but I sit down. I'm not doing the same thing. Like I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an investigator. We're we're aggregating the news so that people understand why it's important. It's yeah. a whole thing. Yeah, it's right. A whole thing. And the whole idea with the title of the site is is it you're not you're not investigating what you're doing is you're telling the government to investigate russia and that's what that's the the takeaway i've always had like investigate russia yeah you people do your job and investigate russia that's how i perceive the well title it's actually taken on an interesting meaning in the last week in addition to aggregating all of the news so that people don't totally feel overwhelmed and don't know where to turn right you come yeah. to our site and on this site, I break down the most important information for you. And this also our Twitter account is super active with all of the latest news. It's a good place to just keep track of everything that's going on. And you can bookmark it and come back and read stuff later. Uh, but in addition to that, when we had this testimony this week, sorry, something just happened upstairs. <laughs> My Jesus. apartment. Russians? Piece, I don't know. A little piece of something <laughs> just fell from the ceiling. I'm not oh kidding God. you. <laughs> it's your staff of investigators, obviously. They're up there having Clearly, a party. Clearly. They're, they're having a good time upstairs. <laughs> that was very strange. If the, right. if the roof caves in, we'll take a break. Yeah, for God's sake, that might uh, necessitate a break. There's no fear, well, very few things that will uh, get us to stop the show. Maybe the roof caving is one of those things. The roof caving in would be one of them. Yeah, the wildfires in your area and the yeah, roof caving there you go. here in Southern California. Um, so this week, when the heads of the intelligence agencies and our national security agencies testified before the Senate Intelligence Committee, one of the big takeaways is that nothing's happening. Yeah. That they are paying attention to the threat. They know that there's a threat. They can all agree that Russia interfered in the 2016 election. They know Russia's still doing it. They're going to do yep. it in 2018. But there's no one in charge. Mm -hmm. And the president doesn't even believe it happened. Or if he does, he's refusing to admit it. So there's no leadership from the top. Yeah. And all of these guys are twiddling their thumbs, waiting for some direction on where to go. There's no National Security Committee meetings about it. There's no commission to study it, to figure out how Un to fight back. Unbelievable. There's nothing going on. So essentially, our mission now, in addition to helping people understand the gravity of the situation, just to get their heads around what's going on is to now start to get people mobilized to push for action that this is not enough like yeah. to get these heads of intelligence to sit in front of the senate intelligence committee and say yeah we know it's a problem yeah we're well aware that it's a problem and that we have to do something but nobody knows who's in charge and, and it's so valuable too to have all of this information that's come down over the past year and a half basically uh in one place and indexed and in a timeline form so that it's all there. So you, anyone can just go and reference it. Hell, if, if the, the chairman of a congressional committee wanted to go and look through the timeline, they can go and see all of the things that are going on. If you're having like a, you know, I'm doing a big push for investigaterussia.org, hugely important website. I mean, if you're having a shovel fight on Twitter with someone, mm -hmm. whether they're far left or far right, what happens is you can just go to investigaterussia.org and they say, well, where's your evidence? Where's your goddamn evidence? That's the thing that I hear all the time. And I say, just go to investigaterussia.org. It's all right there. All of this peer-reviewed journalism that's taken place, all of the information that's been leaked to the public from uh, whether it's the uh, whether it's the FBI or the congressional committees, what have you, uh, information that Don Jr. himself has deliberately <laughs> dumped into the public view. This is all available at investigaterussia.org. We do make a very it. conscious effort to keep it nonpartisan and as apolitical yeah. as possible. Look, it's hard when you've got the president and his administration wrapped up in this and you've got Devin Nunes taking the House Intelligence Committee to a real new partisan low. It's very difficult to stay non-political and non-partisan. Right. But we're trying very hard to do that. The sources that we use for all of our information are as down the middle as you can get. And we try to stay away from anything on the far left and far right. Even if there's good content, I, I, I try to stay away from sources that could be deemed partisan oh, yeah. for, for the fact that I think the, the issue's too important to yeah. let it devolve into that. Well, and there's enough information in legitimate news form that you can reference without having to go to some far left or far right opinion piece yes. or something like that or something. There's a lot of opinion journalism out there, too, right. that can tend to, to, to muddy the waters. And I'm glad that you're sticking with just the stuff that's just the serious hard news. That's uh, really valuable as far as credibility goes. But you know what? I want to get back to uh, uh, Trump Russia here yes. in, in just a second because there are lots to cover. And of course, there's lots to cover with regard to this guy. Says who? Right? 
And so uh, we're going to come back to all of that. But, of course, we got to talk about what happened in, in Parkland, Florida yes. yesterday. Yes. Um, all I can tell you is uh, I haven't felt like I felt today since Sandy Hook. In the aftermath of Sandy Hook, you know, Ches and I sat here on the show and talked about how uh, the emotions and the reactions that we have to seeing these scenes from the ground, whether, you know, there's all kinds of uh, a video going around of, of, from inside the school, uh, children uh, wounded, children dead on the floor, children screaming for their parents, uh, first responders ushering them out. My first reaction to seeing that was this, it just washed over me. Just that, that flood of emotion, like we were watching People jumping out of the World Trade Centers, the, mm-hmm. the, the planes barreling into buildings, uh, you know, the, the first responders rushing into the building, all those, those scenes and those images that we fear to ever happen again are happening again. It's all mm-hmm. happening. It, it just keeps happening and happening and happening. It's an, this endless cycle. There's a, a Mad Libs script that you can put to all of these things because we never do a goddamn thing. And I tell you what, another right winger, jumps into my Twitter feed and says, oh, hang on, now's not the time. We've got to wait. Well, at least the Tommy Laren was on uh, Twitter yesterday. Got to wait 24 hours she before. She is useless. Oh, I'm sorry. She, nobody makes me angrier than she does. Yeah. Because she has no life experience. <laughs> None. She has absolutely nothing to base her opinions on other than wanting to be controversial yeah. and difficult. And she still has some sort of platform and voice, and everything that comes out of her mouth is a new level of stupid. Yeah, and I've just taken to responding her by saying, you know, don't you have some pom-poms to detangle? I mean, is there... Anything better you can Andy do? Andy Lasner gets me with her because all he responds is, no, Tammy. No, no Tammy. Like, <laughs> you insufferable hat. He takes hack. the piss out of her. Yeah, he gets her name wrong and, yeah. you know, on purpose just to annoy her. And it's awesome. I mean, I, I did you see the video of the guy who ran into her on Venice Beach and was like, hell no. <laughs> no, Have I haven't seen, seen that. No, oh, I I've got to retweet that. It's amazing. It's a guy walking on Venice Beach and here in Southern California. And he says, is that Tammy Laren or Tommy Laren, whatever her name is? <laughs> That Tommy Laren, and she's in like a black tight dress with a microphone for like Fox News or whoever she's shilling for these days. Yeah. And he horrible. goes, Is that Tommy Laren? And she's like, Yeah. And she goes, What's your name? He goes, Oh, hell no. And she's walking. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, geez, I mean, yesterday I was, I, this is a, a fucked up story. I got out of the shower last night and I'm, I'm standing there with a towel around me and I pick up my phone and I notice this tweet coming down from her. She's, she said here on, the, on Twitter yesterday, can the left let the families grieve for even 24 hours before they push their anti-gun and anti-gun owner agenda? My goodness, she says, this isn't about a gun. It's about another lunatic. And I was just, I, I was so effing pissed i just fired off this tweet just off the top of my head standing there half naked in my bathroom i said i'll make i'll make a deal with you cindy lou who you guys start using your majorities to stop militants and maniacs from getting ar-15s including modified slide fire ars that spray like a fire hose you know like the one used in las vegas and we'll talk about honoring your unoriginal copy and paste 24-hour moratorium deal mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's and that's what I said. That's to a her. lot of big words for her. Yeah, she's like, I don't understand what. That's yeah, very that's very confusing. And then block. I'm surprised she hasn't blocked you get me. Blocked? Yet. No, not yet. Amazingly, because I go every time she tweets something, I'm like, oh, f you, f you, f you. And so uh, that's been my mo lately with her. But I mean, suffice to say, once again. A mass shooter used an AR-15 to murder children in school. This isn't the first time that these uh, these kinds of uh, of rifles have been used in mass shootings, mainly because they're the most popular firearm in the United States. And I, I can only believe that the reason why it's the most popular firearm, Jackie, is because it looks like something out of, I don't know what, a Rambo movie. It looks like something out of a movie like uh, The Hurt Locker. So you, you imagine like uh, Navy SEALs brandishing these things as they parachute into the Bin Laden compound. You don't imagine lunatics, freaks, and weirdos stockpiling these things so, you know, they can go hunting, right? They, yeah, it's, always right. The, it's always the hunting, isn't it? Because um, that's what you need. If you're that bad of a shot, you shouldn't be hunting. Right. I mean, you can go back. I mean, I'm looking at this story from USA Today that lists all of the mass shootings using an AR-15. You've got 
Sandy Hook. You've got Las Vegas in there. Uh, you've got uh, New Mexico in there. Conyers, Georgia in there. You've got, uh, let's see, Orlando. An AR-15 style rifle was used. A Sig Sauer MCX was used in that case. All the AR-15. Uh, you know, in Las Vegas, Las Vegas, you know, I was warning about this after Sandy Hook. There's a company, and I mentioned it in the Tommy Laren tweet. There's a company called Slidefire that right after, or it was actually right before, it was in 2012, Slidefire released something that you use to modify your AR-15 so that, and this is what the manufacturer said, so that your AR-15 can spray like a Fire hose. Well, this, it was this modification by Slidefire, fast forward four years, that was used in Las Vegas to spray bullets into that concert-going crowd on the ground from a high like vantage point. Another AR-15, this time modified. Everyone lines up in the wake of Las Vegas and says, oh, you know what, we, we, have, to, we have to get rid of this modification that allows, you know, AR-15 owners to spray bullets like a fire hose. And then, of course, nothing, nothing's done. And, you know, you, get, you can't help it to the... This is Congress, right? Every time there's another mass shooting, it's that sound. That's the sound that we hear from Congress. This. And mostly Republicans who are on thoughts the door. Thoughts Thoughts and prayers, right? Thoughts I mean, and prayers. I mean, it's the least you can say without saying nothing to say thoughts and prayers in the wake of all of this. Meanwhile, the president gets on Twitter and partly blames the goddamn kids. I, I couldn't, I, you know, again. That was really, I mean, look, it, you know, he stands up and, and gives a speech from a teleprompter with absolutely zero emotion. Yeah. And then he tweets out what he really feels is, <laughs> dude's your fault. Right. Right. He said here's so many signs that the Florida shooter was mentally disturbed. We'll get to mentally disturbed here in a second. Even expelled from school for bad and erratic behavior. Neighbors and classmates knew he was a big problem. And then he scolds them. You know, tisk 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 must always report such instances to authorities again and again. This is your president. In the wake of a mass shooting, 17 children were murdered in cold blood in Parkland, Florida. And his reaction, in fact, one of his first, if it's not his first reaction, it was maybe his second reaction, was to say, uh, yeah, yeah, stupid kids, you stupid parents, you didn't tell anybody, tisk, tisk, tisk. What, what were you thinking? What's wrong? With, why didn't you tell anybody? You know what? Go to fucking hell, Mr. President. Mm -hmm. That is shocking. And you know what? In any other period of time, and we always, this is the refrain, we always go back to this. Any other time in American history, that right there, that statement would be a, at least a two-week story. So I can't believe the heartlessness of this ghoulish president to say to the victims in, uh, in the wake of a, of a, of a tragedy that we, we haven't seen shy of Sandy Hook uh, and, and to actually scold them, to scold them, to say that they didn't do enough. When this Republican Congress or this Republican Party hasn't done jack shit for years because they're on the dole. And that's in the face, Jackie, of something like uh, poll numbers that are in the 80s in support of further uh, gun control laws. I mean, NRA members, it, it, with a super majority, 60-70% of NRA members want the closing of loopholes for gun shows and internet sales. That can't even happen because of this Republican Congress and their cowardice. And it's, you know what, by the way, it's not entirely Republicans. It, it's, there's some Democrats, but it's mostly Republicans. <sighs> okay. So this, uh, this shooter's been charged with 17 counts of premeditated murder. They got him. He's in custody. No bond, obviously. And this kid, uh, I'm not going to say his name. We're not going to talk about him by name. We're not going to put his face on the website or anything like that. This guy, it's Florida. He's going he's gonna to end up on death row. Mm -hmm. Whether he actually gets uh, executed is another story. Uh, but uh, that's probably, you can see the, the long road ahead of this guy and, and a well-deserved long road. It turns out he was a white supremacist. Oh, fun. Yeah, he, uh, he trained with a white supremacist group, and in fact, the reports today are suggesting that that group gave him, armed him, with oh, at no. least one firearm. The group is called Republic of Florida. If that alone isn't terrifying enough, that there's a group called Republic of Florida that wants to, I, I suppose, I guess, to make Florida its own seceded nation? <laughs> That's not terrifying, knowing, mm. knowing what we know about every story that comes out of Florida. I don't think you want that state governing itself. 
probably yeah, not from capable. Florida. Of I mean, unless you want to kind of push them off and be yeah. like, you do, you do you, Florida. Right, right. You no, of, you. no offense to you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm from Florida. I'm well, allowed to say. That's what I'm saying, it. right? Yeah, no. no. Nor uh, uh, Chez's family. I mean, it's just like they're all mm-hmm. you're, you're all Floridians, but you're not part of the problem. The rest of no, the we, we <laughs> the rest know, of the we know where that stands. We, I don't, yeah. I don't take offense to that. Yeah, so uh, here we have a, a dual story in which not only we're talking about this, probably the I guess you could say the deadliest weapon available for retail purchase in the United States, the AR-15, plus you've got white supremacy. And then we have to turn, I think we have no choice but to again look at the president of the United States and, and in this climate in which he is receiving all kinds of support from white supremacist groups. And of course, he's reciprocating that support. We shouldn't forget what he said in the wake of Charlottesville. And remember, this is after a white supremacist used a car like a 2,000-pound bullet and slammed into a group of protesters, killing at least one person. Uh, This is what Donald Trump said in the wake of all that. You had a group on one side and you had a group on the other and they came at each other with clubs and it was vicious and it was horrible. Both sides, It was a horrible thing to watch. But there is another side. There was a group on this side, you can call them the left, you've just called them the left, that came violently attacking the other group. So you can say what you want, but that's the way it is. Jesus God. Yeah, he continues. I hate when he says, and you know it. I know it, and you know it. Yeah, it's It's one of his verbal tics, right? It's Mm -hmm. something that, you know. It's a believe me. Exactly. It's a, it's a, we'll see what happens. Always, always scolding. This guy, it's, it's usually the biggest morons who insist that everyone else is phenomenally dumb. So this is, a, again, this is more Trump from Charlottesville. And we have no choice but to draw the connective tissue between Trump's statements in support, in tacit support at least, uh, of white supremacists and Nazis and what has happened now. Because it seems like... It really seems, Jackie, that we're seeing more and more of these uh, lone militants lashing out at the world. And, and what we're talking about now is 18, 18 shootings like this, this year alone. And that's, that, I mean, that's staggering. I mean, you know, beyond anything that it's went on. It's only February. It's only February, for God's sake. So, okay, you know what? I, I've changed my mind. I'm not going to play any more of Trump from Charlotte. You, you all remember Trump saying, you know, they're very fine people on, on both, both sides, sides and all of yeah. that. Yeah, and of course, that only fuels and encourages more of this kind of stuff because you have the president of the United States, the most authoritative figure, perhaps on the planet, giving you a blank check. Here, go out. Do your white supremacy. You're fine people. There are bad people on the other side, too. So the bad people, they all balance each other out. Jesus Christ. It's no wonder this shit is happening. And meanwhile, of course, there's lots of uh, encouragement from uh, the right-wing media. Fox News Channel was all over this. Uh, Dan Bongino, who's now one of the spokespeople for uh, NRA TV. By the way, NRA TV, they're such tough guys, they blocked me on Twitter. (laughs) <laughs> NRA TV doesn't want to hear from me on Twitter. It's what, just too what exactly afraid. is NRA TV? What do they do? It's just the this like the public relations wing of of the NRA. They make YouTube videos basically. Oh, and now this okay. uh, douchebag, this preening dickbag Dan Bongino, who's a Fox News guy. I think he's a former Secret Service agent, but uh, so he and I got into it a while back on something something, and then he ended up. Uh, he ended up blocking me because, again, another brave, <laughs> tough-talking, not cowardly at all right-winger. He said here on, uh, on NRA TV, sadly, the only thing that's going to stop these deranged people in an incident like this is a good guy with the appropriate training and a firearm to stop. So the good guy with the gun stops the bad guy with the gun. I'm glad they've graduated beyond their stupid fucking bumper sticker slogans, right? Well, I thought I saw somewhere that there was someone armed in the school yesterday, but they yeah. weren't able to get there or do anything. Right. I mean, I, the idea that in this this traumatic environment where the person with the firearm knows exactly what they're doing and it's chaotic and a surprise to everyone else, that someone who's not trained law enforcement is going to be able to respond in a manner that stops a massacre. I yeah. mean, it's, it's, I, you know, I wish it were true, but yeah. it's just not. I mean, I don't know why they can't just rally around the idea, 
preserve whatever bullshit interpretation they have of the Second Amendment and just say, hey, you know what? These militants and maniacs, they can't be running around with firearms. And, and then, you know, you have Donald Trump, who one of the first things he does when, upon being inaugurated is to repeal the Obama rule. This is not just Trump signing an executive order, by the way. This was Congress passing a repeal and Trump signing it. And that repeal of the Obama rule uh, now makes it easier for people who are, in Trump's words, mentally disturbed to get their mm-hmm. hands on firearms. And, and Obama did, despite the fact that Congress was doing nothing, Obama did make moves to try to keep guns out of the hands of people who should never be around firearms ever, ever, ever. So, uh, and of course, that, uh, that got lost. That got lost. We got rid of that. Trump had to get rid of that <laughs> because he's so concerned about mentally disturbed people, right? Meanwhile, uh, Sean Hannity said last night, my question is, Hannity says, if we can't monitor evil that's in people's hearts, is it time, what about retired military, retired police in every school, at least have some front line of defense to give some capacity to, to stop carnage when it starts like this? Yes, by all means, what we want are more guns in schools. Yeah. This is, you know, <laughs> this is like... This is the Archie Bunker theory. This is what they're doing. In 1972, 73, blah, 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 they did an episode of All in the Family with, you know, Rob Reiner sitting right there uh, debating Archie Bunker about guns, and Archie pushes for, uh, in order to prevent mass shootings, Archie, and again, this shows you how little progress we've made in 40 years, Archie Bunker pushes guns for everybody. I'm Archie Bunker. (laughs) of whatever Hauser Street on behalf of guns for everyone. What you got to do is, in order to prevent your skyjackings, is arm all your passengers. This is the modern 2018 Sean Hannity, Dan, Dan, whatever the fuck his name is, Dan Bongino, uh, uh, Laura Ingram position on, uh, on the Second Amendment and mass shootings. If you're having an issue, you're listening to this podcast right now, and you're having an issue with me politicizing it, you're banned from listening to the podcast. You have to stop. You have to turn off, turn off the podcast, and you go listen to something. Uh, you can go listen to Serial or something like that. Get away from me because this, I, I have had enough of this. And this is just me. I'm sitting here in, in, in California, Northern California, as far away as possible from, uh, from what happened in Florida. And I'm at the end of my rope. I was looking at the videos this morning, Jackie. And against my better judgment, because I try not to look at videos of awfulness like this online. Yeah. And I saw a few of the videos in the schools, and I can't wrap my head around what the parents must have felt like when they got the word that their son or daughter was gunned down in, in yet another in mass school. shooting. In school. Yeah, I was, I was watching the other day. There's this, I don't know what network it's on, but it's a show called Undercover High, where they send, I think it's seven adults back to high school they're very obviously very young looking adults and they're in their 20s and there was one woman uh who was had gone back i guess she was about 25 or so and i I, she was talking to a bunch of students and and they were during class and they had a lockdown drill and one of the girls in the class was saying i'm very anxious i know it's a drill but i'm very anxious and and then the the talk to the camera that the woman made was you know i can't believe that this is what kids have to go through now yeah are these like actors active shooter lockdown drills and i think what we overlook is the anxiety of just knowing that this is a possibility and yeah. this is something that you have to prepare for and then it happens so often that this is a norm for kids now like there's mm-hmm. a very real possibility that your child goes to school in the morning and doesn't come home yeah and and that's not okay like in no universe is that okay nope Absolutely not. And, and it's the unexpected thing. You know, we were talking about before the show, uh, we were talking about I, I'm, uh, Kimberly Johnson and I are moving uh, to the D.C. area. You uh, are. Two weeks. That's yeah. so adorable. <laughs> and one of the, one of the things that uh, we talked about is, and, and one of the, the reasons why we're getting out of here is because of the Santa Rosa fires. And when I was telling you before the show, Jackie, we were talking about how random that was and how disturbing it was that at any moment some jackwong can drop a cigarette out of a car, light the dry brush on fire, suddenly it turns into a firestorm moving at 270 feet per second and wiping out everything in its path. And 
and, and just the, the sheer randomness of that and not having any warning and not knowing that at any point in the middle of the night, if the, if there hasn't been any rain for a while, and Lord knows there's not a lot of rain in California, I can't even imagine being in ninth grade or 10th grade and, and walking into a school comp- not knowing that it completely at random some white supremacist maniac with an AR-15 can come into that school and gun you down and all of your friends in just one shot. If they want to, they can still walk in. They can get a bump stock from Slide Fire, attach that to their goddamn AR-15, and spray bullets like a fire hose. I, I, mm-hmm. I can't help but to continue going back on that because that owner of Slide Fire should be locked up, as far as I'm concerned, for that statement alone. Spray bullets like a hose. Go fuck yourself with your fucking mm-hmm. modification. That is just sick. And then so you're a student and, and you realize this. How are you supposed to focus? How are you supposed to learn? How are you supposed to better yourself or interact with your teachers and your student, your fellow students, not knowing when one of these maniacs or militants is going to step into the school and kill everybody? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, can't even, I can't even wrap my head around that. It's the same sort of randomness. And, and you, there's, there's no warning, no predicting as a as a wildfire or an earth, I mean even with like an earthquake or a volcano you know you have some warning they have tools they have science to be able to tell you this uh, even with a hurricane with shit like this you you never ever know and that's the scariest part about it Ch- parents sending their kids whether they're in tenth grade eleventh grade twelfth grade or whether they're in kindergarten as was the case with Sandy Hook. Yes, you, you put your kids on the bus and you don't know if you're going to see them again. That's the climate because these Republicans, backed by the NRA, which, by the way, I like to underscore, remember that the NRA is in business for one purpose, to sell as many firearms as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. That is their task. That is their mandate. So you have the Republican Party and the NRA colluding to, uh, to sell as many firearms as possible. And, and as a consequence of that... You don't know whether your kid is going to come home from school safely that night or mm-hmm. or at all, for that matter. So there it is. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I want to talk about one more aspect of this, which is, of course, the Alex Jones aspect. Yeah. Of, I don't even want to know. What did he have to say? Well, we'll talk about that right after we talk about uh, uh, SeatGeek. Because I, I think... I think I'm really in need to, to listen to some great music or to go see a, uh, a sporting event. I'm looking forward to uh, maybe seeing some spring training or some, some baseball this spring. And I'm looking forward to all of that just to break me out of this cycle of the fire hose of insanity, right? And the only way I'm going to do it is to buy tickets to sporting and concert events through SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, smartest easiest way to get tickets to every type of live event, whether you're searching for a last-minute deal, planning a night out, or you need to find the perfect gift, SeatGeek helps you find the bestest oh, seat seats. Geek. Seat Geek. Seat Geek. That's- I, you know, my hearing's going. <laughs> <laughs> S-E-A-T-G-E-E-K. Seat Geek. Seat Geek. Uh, it helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person, and Seat Geek will get you closer to the action for a great value. I've got uh, the SeatGeek app on my phone. Download it now. It's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere and just with a few taps, I can instantly find seats. With SeatGeek, you save time and money while it does the searching for you on dozens of ticket sites, comparing prices and finding amazing deals. And SeatGeek grades every ticket to get you the best bang for your buck suited to your budget. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, sports, concerts, comedy, and theater. And best of all, my listeners get up to 20 bucks off their first purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app from the App Store on your phone and enter the promo code BOBC. Write that down. Ah, right, you can remember it by now. It's the same every time. Every time. BOBC right now. That's promo code BOBC for $20 off your first purchase from the great people at SeatGeek. The Bob Seska Show. Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yep, welcome back to our Thursday show. The great Jackie Schechner is here from investigate Russia.org. Um, 
Don't forget to go shopping using our Amazon link at bobseska.com. It's the all-caps Amazon link just beneath the logo at bobseska.com. You go shopping as normal. takes you right to the front page of amazon.com, and we collect a teeny tiny fee from some of the things you buy. And all I have to say about that is, you know what to do. Okay. Uh, so Alex Jones can feel free to commit suicide uh, if he oh, wants good. to. Okay. I'm, I'm just putting that idea out there. I'm just, you know, I'm an idea guy. I, so, you know, I maybe throw that out there into the world and, and maybe that vibe will eventually make its way to the talking thumb with uh, a, a clearly a throat full of polyps, Alex Jones, um, mm. who said that uh, this is a false flag, that this is the Democrats orchestrating oh, a no. false flag. He said that it... It he is. said that about Sandy Hook, too, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he says that about everything. Did he well, say that was fake? Sandy Hook, yeah, he said that was fake. There was actors. Crisis actors and all of that. We can expect all of the, the usual bullshit yanked from Alex Jones's disgusting, rotting pie hole. That'll all happen in the coming days. But meanwhile, here's what he said yesterday, just in the wake of all of this. And I just, I, 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 like Tommy Laren, I just laid into Alex Jones yesterday. I, by the way, I don't know if it's, is it Tommy or Tommy Laren? Not it's, that I give a shit, but, you know. It, it's to- Tommy, I think. Tommy. T-O-M-I. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying Tommy. I guess if I say it Tommy that way, then it'll it annoy her. It doesn't matter. Just trolling. I'm trolling. Um, the Democrats have been caught in false flags before. This is Alex Jones saying this yesterday. I'm not saying this is a false flag, but they've been talking about massacres and things if people don't leave them alone and release the memo. So he's looping this in somehow to the Democratic memo and the Nunes memo and Trump Russia and the House Intelligence Committee somehow. So let's review. The Democrats have been caught in false flags before. I'm not saying this is a false flag, but they've been talking about massacres and things if people don't leave them alone and release the memo. I don't know what that means. So if there are massacres and they keep threatening massacres, that makes them suspects when they've been threatening massacres. And who, what mentally ill person they've wound up or what's happening or was this gang related? We don't know. The media will say that I said it's a false flag and the Democrats did it. I did not say that. (laughs) We are simply questioning the long history that these folks have. Yes, he is saying it. I mean, it's Jackie, this happens every Trump does this all the time where he starts one sentence and says one thing. And then by the end of that paragraph, Mm -hmm. he denies that he said the thing that he started with that he even said. it. Yeah, Yeah, he did. He did that on Twitter on Saturday. Remember, he said something about uh, a a due process. We should engage in due process. We should process. Yeah, we shouldn't engage in mere allegation against uh, sexual assault uh, 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 abusers and things like that. Uh, uh, Rob Porter and so on. He's oh, wait for due process. No more of these crazy allegations, people. Due process, people, people. We have to do. We have to do a little Rob Porter. I don't know how much you've gotten. Yeah. Oh, yes. I I have some serious thoughts about this Rob Porter situation. Yeah, we'll get into that next. That'll be coming up right right after we uh, wrap up with Alex Jones here. But you know, uh, Trump did it the other day. Want to do process? And in the very next tweet. He started attacking the FBI and the DOJ again, completely devoid of due process. So this is the kind of shit that, I mean, if it makes us tear our hair out, imagine how it confuses his predictably gullible listeners who are just like, and it it just makes their, their brains start to leak out of their eardrums. So it's no wonder they lash out and they freak out, whether it's on Twitter or physically or any other uh, form of lashing out. It's like he, he talks in crazy bromides and, and inconsistencies and contradictions. And, and so it's no wonder that his people are just absolutely batshit. They're just deeply confused people, and he makes them even more confused, but they love him for it somehow. <sighs> so the great Alex Jones, go kill yourself, Alex, please. I'm just, I, you know, again, I'm not saying you should do it. I'm just <laughs> suggesting it. It's on the list of things that are possible. I, I'm, I'll be like Alex Jones. I'll just say, I, I'm, go, Alex, just go kill yourself. But I'm not saying to go kill yourself. That's, that's exactly what Alex Jones just said about the Democrats. He said, it's a false flag and the Democrats are responsible for it. But I'm not saying the Democrat, this is a false flag or that the Democrats are responsible. No, <laughs> of course not. Oh, the crazy stuff. When when do we get the crazies to go away? Uh, I know. It's exhausting. The crazy hurts. It's exhausting. Got to get the crazies out of the White House first. God damn it. (laughs) Jesus. Where is that? 
So, uh, so I'm gonna before we wrap up the free show, just setting the agenda for the rest of the uh, the next 20 minutes or 25 minutes or so. Got to get to Michael Cohen, but before we get to Michael Cohen and Stormy Daniels, which we talked about a little at the top of the show, I just want to get back into that a little bit more because there's more news on this today. Uh, we want to talk about Rob Porter and this national security nightmare going on inside the White House. Mm-hmm. So what's your, you know, we haven't talked about this at all with you, Jackie. What's your take on, on this whole thing? I imagine it's like most of us are like, you know what, this is a dual thing. There's the abuse, and that's one thing. And then there's the whole huge rest of the iceberg, which is the national security implications of this guy not having a security clearance. Yeah, well, let's start with this. They knew. The White House knew. Rob Porter was their guy. He was a dude. They liked him, and they didn't care. Yep. And there's no mystery in that for me. To say that the vetting process broke down is a bunch of bullshit. Yep. Because the FBI did its job. They investigated. They researched. They presented the information. They closed the case, and the White House did nothing. And it's abundantly clear to me that the men in charge didn't care. Yep. And it's abundantly clear they didn't care because even when the revelations came to light, it took them a while to care. Mm -hmm. So it was more about how do we clean up our mess than how do we make sure we do the right thing morally, ethically, in terms of safety and in terms of human decency. Mm -hmm. So all of this hubbubaloo, I wanted to use that word and now I can't even say it, uh, around... It was an instantaneous need to use it. Uh, all, all, all of the to-do. There we go. The yes, to-do. there you go. To-do. Um, hullabaloo. That's yeah. the word. Rigamarole. Not to, not to be confused with Hubba Bubba. <laughs> a delicious gum from my childhood. Um, I'm off I'm off. Just track think now. of, think of Digby's, Digby's website is called Hullabaloo. There you go. That's right, there from back go. in the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> my God. Oh, it's a... It's Tangent Thursday. Um, so, you so know, there Rob was Porter. no, there was no, yeah. The point being that there was absolutely, uh, they didn't care. They, yeah. This is not, this is not some vetting breakdown. Right. They knew and they didn't care. Uh, the second part that drove me nuts was the Kellyanne Conway remarks about you know, Hope Hicks is a strong woman and I'm sure she would blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And uh, Rob Porter's, I think it was his second wife, first or second wife that came out and said, yo, you know, incorrect. And, and I will give a little bit of personal information is that, you know, I walked away from an abusive relationship. Oh, good for you. Um, and it started out verbally abusive and then it increasingly started to get more physical oh, and before God. it got really dire, I left. It took me six months to extract myself from that relationship. Jesus. Because, and I'm a strong chick. Yeah. It's very tough. When you're in love with somebody, when your lives are intertwined, um, when you're emotionally codependent, um, when, when you know that this is somebody that you love wholly and deeply and mm-hmm. yet their behavior is inconsistent with that, it's very hard to reconcile. Yeah, it's horrible. very hard to reconcile the emotions you have with the behavior of somebody that you know loves you and yet is behaving in a way that's very unloving. Um, and I don't, I, I, n- I never doubted that he loved me. Um, and I, and I know that he did. And I, I feared for the women that came before me and after me. Yeah. Um, because it's a very, very difficult mental space to be in. Mm-hmm. So to insinuate that you're just not strong enough to be in an abusive relationship, it, it's because you're not strong enough, is a tremendous insult. Yeah. And I think it's also indicative of the way a lot of this administration operates. It's a bunch of rich people who have a lot of privilege, who, uh, don't have a lot of life experience in many mm-hmm. cases and they don't know anything about abuse and they don't know anything about struggle and they don't know anything about trying to make ends meet or having to fend for themselves in a complicated healthcare market yeah. or having friends who are here uh, were brought here as children who are being separated from their families or like all of these things that affect us on the whole as a society are not issues that plague the very 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 rich And if any one of us had the kind of debt that Jared Kushner has or any of the multiple bankruptcies that Donald Trump has or any of the uh, indiscretions that many of his friends and allies have had over the years, uh, it would affect us very differently if we didn't have the financial resources. So they've inoculated themselves from the real world Mm -hmm. in many cases because of the social circles that they run in and because of the money that they've inherited. And it makes them callous. 
uh, to the day-to-day realities of the rest of the country. And that's a very dangerous thing to have at the very top. So someone like Kellyanne Conway saying, you know, Hope Hicks is a strong... I know plenty of beautiful, successful, strong women who've been in abusive relationships because they happen. Yeah. And it's not just people who are struggling financially or who are weak of character who get into those environments. It happens to all of us. Yeah. Um, and it's happened to women. I'm sure there's plenty of women in everybody's life where you don't know because it's a hard thing to admit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's just it's frustrating. When yeah. You hear, when you hear, you know, privileged white women and, you know, as a fairly well off white woman myself, I, I feel compelled to say that because I just feel like you have to have some empathy in this world for people who aren't born with an advantage mm-hmm. and this entire administration is of privilege and advantage yep and you know what that makes everything worse on top of having that privilege on top of not recognizing the struggles of women who are constantly abused by whether it's their spouses or whether it's at, at their workplace or so on uh you have an administration you have a republican party right now who is weaponizing those Voter blocks. Mm -hmm. They're Mm -hmm. basically targeting demographics of people who uh, male abusers and they're targeting white supremacists for votes. These are the forgotten men and women that Trump is talking about. And well, at least part of that forgotten men and women demographic that Trump talks about. Part of that is appealing to men who abuse women part of that is is appealing to men who sexually assault women part of that group is appealing to men who are white supremacists and nazis that's why the trump administration is so terrified to condemn this shit in vocal terms and in immediate terms that's why they never do it they never ever do it that's why we heard trump after charlottesville guy good people very good people on both sides and it's just it's infuriating to know that they are appealing to the villains of the world. And it's not surprising to know, given the fact that the, the president right now is, in fact, like like a comic book supervillain in, in almost every sense of the word. And so this is why people feel empowered now, um, not only to come out and, and call this what it is, to, to the Me Too movement and everything following it, uh, but also this is why men feel that they have, or I should say more specifically, abusers feel and white supremacists feel as if they have received tacit approval from the president of the United States to continue behaving this way. Uh, You have to believe that more people are engaging in it because they feel like they've got permission from the president to do it. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm glad to find out that at least the House Oversight Committee, something positive coming from one of these Republican-led committees, the House Oversight Committee is investigating the handling of the Rob Porter scandal. And who knew what and when about the accusations about domestic violence? Uh, House Oversight and Government Reform Committee Chairman Trey Gowdy said, I'm troubled by almost every aspect of this. How in the hell was he, Rob Porter, still employed? And by the way, I will occasionally... Because he was a cool dude and they liked him. He was one of them. I really... I love how he handles the, the top secret. Di- I love how he hands me all of those executive orders. He's such a good hander of also, documents guy. handsome. Yeah, handsome, I mean, right. I don't find him handsome, but that's that's what Trump bases his thing on. Yeah, he right? looks like, the part to Trump. Yeah, to, for Trump, what you look like. I mean, how Sarah Sanders got to where she is, Lord knows. But yeah, um, and I'm not look. You know, I'm not a woman to knock another woman's looks, but she just oozes evil from the inside out. <laughs> um, but as far as men are concerned, I mean, he, he's a tall, like you know traditionally attractive-ish guy. Like, yeah. That's what Trump likes. He's got the crazy eyes, though. I was saying this on find, Tuesday. I don't, find him, I don't find him attractive. I think yeah. he's scary looking. Yeah. But that's, that's a Trumpian thing. Right. And, and now we've got this extra dimension of the fact that there are something like 130 staffers inside the West Wing of the White House who do not have permanent security clearances yet. Oh, darn. This is... <laughs> This is unbelievable. A, a, an administration that is possibly compromised. We can say almost definitively that the, the administration is compromised by the Russians. It's, uh, not any sort of allegedly here. I think we've got enough evidence to let us know that there is something hinky going on with these guys in Russia. Uh, this is, uh, you know, there's uh, go to investigate Russia.org if you need more proof. Um, so now on top of all of that, none of them are walking around with security clearances. We've got here, according to NBC News. As of November 2017, here are some of the top officials who do not yet have permanent security clearances in the White House. Ivanka Trump, 
Jared Kushner, Don McGahn, for God's sake, Dan Scavino, Christopher Liddell, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Rod Shaw, who's second in command under Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Dina Powell, Nadia Shadlow, Fiona Hill, Kevin Harrington, John Rader, Ty Cobb, who doesn't have a security clearance. <laughs> Trump's lawyer in I the thought tr- he just got his I don't know this is what uh, Kyle Griffin from the, uh, the last word of Lawrence O'Donnell was reporting just yesterday so uh, in, in conjunction with this uh, this NBC News report more than 130 political appointees as I was saying working in the executive office of the president did not have permanent security clearances as of November 2017 and you know it's possible that Ty Cobb got one since November 2017 yeah I think they said that he yeah that since November he had been cleared but he yeah. was the only one on that list I saw that had been cleared since November. 47 of those 130 uh, staffers are in positions that report directly to President Trump. About a quarter of all political appointees in the executive office are working with some form of interim security clearance. Uh, This is horribly bad, 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 bad. Why this guy, Rob Porter, had his hands on. And by the way, I will occasionally refer to Rob Porter as Rob Portman. Yeah. Which I, I have on several occasions on the show, and I attribute all of that to brain damage. So I, I, I apologize. I, I had a typo and called him Rob Potter. <laughs> Rob Potter. That's right. Uh, I, and then I was like, oh, typo, Porter. But nobody ever sees that corrected. Yeah. Right? Well, maybe he's the original one. Right. You were thinking of Mr. Potter from It's a Wonderful Life. You were thinking yes, of. That's exactly what I was saying. Colonel <laughs> Potter no, from it was like just, I just typed it. So, uh, again, I think what this has done is this has revealed through the most horrible news possible that this guy was beating the shit out of his ex-wives. Uh, that it has now revealed this major national security breach where you've got all of these Trump staffers who just should not be handling top-secret information. And and how many of them are actually compromised? I mean, we, we know some yeah, of the familiar names. Know. Yeah, I mean, and, and are they passing along some of this information to the Russians because they are compromised? We, we These are serious questions that we need to have answered. And unfortunately, the... Uh, the protective apathy of Congress has allowed them to get away with all of this shit. And that's the only reason why this administration didn't end last year. This, Trump, You're I mean, not. This is the D team. Like Trump can't get the best people because nobody wants to work for him. Yeah. So this is the D team. And they're so callous. They have no idea what they're doing. They're right. all in over their heads. They treat this national security stuff like it's no big deal because they have no respect for the office. Yeah. There, there's no reverence for the office of the president. None of these people really cares about this country. And I truly believe that. I think they're a bunch of grifters. I think they're in it for themselves. Yeah. And they're not treating the office of the presidency or government for that matter with any due respect. So they don't understand the gravity of national security. They don't understand how letting this stuff slide leads to catastrophic issues. Yeah. Well, here's one of the things that I think contributes to that, Jackie is at the very top, you have a president who believes he won the presidency based on the fact that his MAGA hat rally goers wanted him to do things differently. Mm-hmm. So, so he enters the White House and goes, hey, you know what? We don't need all these extra people in the State Department. We don't need all these extra people in the Justice Department. No more people. Get rid of all the people. And, mm-hmm. so, and, and so he believes that he has a mandate to do whatever the fuck he wants. He has a mandate to completely take a, a giant soupy dump all over the institution <laughs> of the White House, the institution of the presidency, and the broader executive branch of government. So he feels he's empowered to not do all these things. And, and every expert, Republican and Democrat alike, is looking in. And there's this great Vanity Fair piece, which we're going to talk about on the Postmortem Show, by Chris Whipple. We're going to go through some of the excerpts of that and give us a sense of what's actually happening inside the White House with regard to these things. They believe that they don't have to follow the rules. And all of these other experts are looking in going, why aren't they doing that? Why? Well, there's a reason why the rules are in place. Yeah. And it's based on you know decades of experience. Yeah. And the fact that there's no reverence for that. There's no None. sense of history or I mean that's another thing too is that nobody in this White House I think has studied history yeah there's no there's no study of government there's no study of how this country operates and why I saw something the other day where well, they, they feel like they don't have to study they don't have right. to because they've well, got this mandate 
Yeah, they're the consummate C student that's skating by. Yeah, absolutely. It's okay, it's okay to be dumb. It's okay to be ignorant. <laughs> right. Because it, there's, there's a coolness in the ignorance. You could beat your wives and you can be dumb. I mean, yeah. it's, it's one thing after another, right? It's just a total breakdown in norms and morality and decency. And it's, it's disgusting and it's embarrassing. And I don't know what we do. I mean, I'm hoping that there's a huge pendulum swing back in the other direction. Yeah. Because this is not who we want to be. No. I don't want to be this country neither do you yeah no and and what we desperately need to do and i wrote a, a an article for the daily banter along these lines what we desperately need to do is pass a series of presidential reforms uh, in the wake of the the trump presidency that reestablish and lock into place some of these presidential norms and traditions so that mm-hmm. we never end up down this road again and we have discovered that it is so easy in this country and the system is so fragile to allow a populist reality show dickhead like donald trump to ascend to the presidency and then to systematically drown the government in the bathtub with the like except he's doing he's not in the bathtub he's giving government a swirly he's got government by the back of the head and he's dunking that that head into the toilet and just blah 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 and and that's that's donald trump's mo and we can't allow this to happen again okay uh we want to talk about the stupidity of michael cohen we want to talk about that says who coming up uh right after one last break and then uh we'll wrap up the show right after these words After months of intensive study with the top linguists of our time in preparation for our Mardi Gras ad, we admit our Cajun accent isn't finely honed. But that won't stop us from telling you about our awesome Mardi Gras soap. Try our Fay Dodo Fleur de Lis soap on a beaded Mardi Gras rope. Smells like pralines and cream. Or try our King for a Day King Cake Soap. Each cinnamony slice comes with its own baby. So we'll let the Cadence do what they do best, and we'll stick with the suds. Baiser les bontons roulés. W. Double W. Full stop. Bubble genius. Full stop. C-O-M. Bob Seska. is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Thank you, Buzz. Welcome back to the show today. Uh, Michael Cohen is just as stupid as his stupid, stupid boss. Uh, and one of the ways we know this is just really... Stupid! Yeah. You're so stupid! Right, one of the reasons we know this is because... Uh, Every time they do something or say something, they they make things worse for themselves. I mean, can you think of one thing, Jackie, that Donald Trump or Michael Cohen has done or said that have actually improved their situation? <laughs> I can't think of it. I mean, I seriously sat down and said, have they done anything that have actually that that has actually made things better, whether it's on Russia or whether it's no. on a law that they're working on? Nothing. No. They no. only they only screw themselves. And here's Michael Cohen. <laughs> coming out after this story was pretty much dead i mean i had actually stricken the stormy daniels line out of my ongoing bucket of show thing like i'm no longer pursuing stormy daniels stories some people had basically moved on then michael cohen jumps into the press and says here's what i did i i paid one hundred thirty thousand dollars to stormy daniels out of my own pocket because i'm such a good guy oh says who yeah and so this is what this guy does. By the way, that's my shitty, shitty Michael Cohen impression. <laughs> he just strikes me as a guy who's watched too many episodes of The Sopranos and just wants desperately to be like an Italian mafioso. And I guess that's kind of a thing in New York City, just having that tough guy Goomba attitude. And that's totally Michael Cohen. So what he does is he pays Stormy Daniels $130,000 over out of this account that he set up. Uh, this LLC that he set up in Delaware. Well, no, now he's saying he paid it out of his own money. I thought that he put his own money into that account and then paid Stormy Daniels out of that account. So but oh, I guess maybe. I'm wrong. I, I, I didn't see the, the intermediary of that LLC. Maybe maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was the intermediary of the LLC and it was his own money that went into it. I Maybe I missed that detail, which is entirely possible. Yeah. But his whole thing now is that he was up on um, Common Cause, brought him up on before the FEC, I think it was, to look into whether or not there were illegal in-kind contributions or if this somehow indicated a campaign finance violation. And in order to dodge that, he said that it was his own money 
and that it was not anything that was reimbursed by the organization or the campaign. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could be uh, wrong on the LLC. We'd have to double check I, on the LLC part because I know originally yeah. the LLC was involved. I got the impression that the LLC was out of it uh, once he admitted it was his own money. But I don't know, again, if it went through the LLC or if it was like he just kind of wrote a check. Well, let's just, let's just say that, uh, that he paid it out of his own pocket. Because I'm looking through this uh, New York Times report. I don't see anything about an LLC in here. So maybe that story is now old and dead. So, uh, But what we do know is that, nevertheless, that Michael Cohen, because, you know, as lawyers are wont to do, lo- Michael Cohen just free... <laughs> By the way, I, I want to... I want to make sure that I give credit where credit is due. The bit at the top of the show that we played, that is from the Jimmy Kimmel show. That was from last night, and it made me piss myself. I was laughing so hard. Such a great bit, and I was going, damn it, why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I come up with that and do that myself? Nevertheless, it was really damn funny. So anyway, so Michael Cohen uh, pays Stormy Daniels out of his own pocket, and of course, this is a dumb thing, because why? Well, this is the second dumb thing that Michael Cohen has done on this sort of circulating around the Russia story. Like, remember, he decided that he was going to sue BuzzFeed uh, because of the printing of the Steele dossier, right? Uh Uh-huh. And as a consequence of that, we just learned the other day that now BuzzFeed, in order to defend itself, is now in the process working with a former FBI agent to independently verify everything in the dossier, including the PP tape. Uh-huh. So so now on top of the congressional committees, on top of the Mueller investigation, uh, on top of everything the FBI had accumulated up until Mueller was appointed, uh, you now have BuzzFeed independently corroborating the, the items in the Steele dossier because Michael Cohen stupidly stepped into the pitch and took one in the face. This is, this is the stupidity of the Trump administration. Michael Cohen uh, invited this... BuzzFeed investigation. So that's stupid well, Michael Cohen. what he Cohen. also did is violate the gag order. Yeah. And that's, so now Stormy Daniels yep. is free to tell her story. That's exactly right. <laughs> Says who? And so... And he shopped around a book idea, <laughs> which in Washington or D.C. or New York, wherever he did it, is really friggin' stupid because people talk. Yeah. And, and the world is very small. And if you work for the president and you shop around a book deal, someone's going to leak that. Right. Right. And so this is what's happened. And so now because Michael Cohen has has announced not only he not only paid her out of his own pocket, apparently, which I don't believe for a second, but then he then he announces it to the press as if we're all going to believe. Oh, okay, I guess that's I guess that's what happened. I guess the lawyer decided to use money to defend Donald Trump out of his own pocket and hand it to a porn star. Because of kindness. I, I don't know how you justify that other than to say, yeah, he's bullshitting. Um, but now, uh, Stormy Daniels feel, feels free to, to just open up about everything because Cohen violated the NDA and now Stormy Daniels feels like she can go and, and tell details, which are, it's going to involve everything. It's going to involve the sex itself with Trump, which is just absolutely a disgusting thought to think of. <laughs> yeah. And then on top of that, we're going to get descriptions of Trump's genitals. I'm sure. Things I don't need. I know. And then there's going to be, evidently, the news today is that there's a blue dress. That, uh-huh. And it's not literally, a, it's not literally a blue dress. but it's, it's gold. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is, it one, is it that dress from that, that meme that went around a few years ago that yeah, we don't right. know whether is it's it blue, blue or gold? Or gold? Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's got Trump on it. Uh, and that's, I'll just put it that without getting too graphic. Apparently, this dress has some Trump on it. And uh, and and she's going to get tested for she's going to get that. Oh, how do we put this refuse? <laughs> uh, there's DNA on yeah, she's going to have it tested for DNA. And and so again, my soul. this is Michael. This is Trump's personal lawyer. If I had a person like if if Charles Bowen came to me and, 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 and told me that he paid off some porn star in my name with his own money and now he's going to announce it to the New York Times, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Stop. No, no. That's going to make things so much worse. They are Everything so Everything they're stupid. lawyers to do. There was an article about how Jay Sekulow is like using his radio show or pa, whatever he's got to go after the Russia investigation. Oh I mean, these God. guys are, they're totally the D team. They can't get yeah. the big guys. The big guys don't want to work for them. Well, wait till you hear the details from this Chris Whipple 
Well, it's basically Chris Whipple is writing a book, and it's about chiefs of staff. It's called The Gatekeepers, How the White House Chief of Staffs Define Every Presidency. And there's a ton of information about what was happening uh, around Reince Priebus, because they focused on, in this book, they focused on Reince Priebus as the former chief of staff of the Trump administration, and all of the insanity happening inside the White House surrounding Reince Priebus and Steve Bannon and Trump himself. We're going to talk about all the excerpts from that coming up in the post-mortem show right after this on our Patreon page. So uh, here's how it's going to work. If if you don't have a subscription to our Patreon page, go to our Patreon page. It's at bobseska.com, just beneath the logo, the all-caps Patreon link. Takes you right over there. Sign up for $5 a month, and you get the post-mortem show, which is what we do right after this music is finished rolling. We just keep on talking. So, actually, if you're on Patreon right now and you've subscribed at $15 a month and you're listening to the commercial-free version of this show, keep on listening because the post-mortem show comes up seamlessly right after this music ends. So, there's a little little bit of convenience for you. But we're going to be getting... It's so easy. It's just that easy, isn't it? And uh, maybe we'll get to some other stuff, too, because there is other news. There's just not enough time for the show. And that leads us back to Patreon. What I'm trying to do is get a Wednesday show going so we have more time to, to work in some more guests and some more news and some more outrage and some more fun and frivolity on the show. And uh, So go to our Patreon page. We're 81, I think 80, 81% of the way there. We get to 100%, suddenly, pop, there's a Wednesday show. I will birth a Wednesday show if we can get uh, 100% of the way to our goal. Uh, meanwhile, make sure to go shopping to our Amazon link. Uh, okay, some some plugs here at the end of the show. Jackie Schechner is at investigaterussia.org. Mm-hmm. You're on uh, Twitter at Jackie Schechner. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Jackie with an I and then an S-C-H-E-C-H-N-E-R. Stephanie Miller Show is at stephaniemiller.com and at Stephanie Miller Show on Twitter. Uh, Buzz Burbank is at buzzburbank.com. Buzz Burbank News and Comment today. You might want to listen to it. I put a commentary in there about the AR-15. So definitely go over and subscribe to Buzz Burbank News and Comment. He's also found on Twitter at, at Michael J. Elston. Jody Hamilton's at from-the-bunker.com. Kimberly Johnson can be, uh, her podcast can be heard at patreon.com slash startmeup. Her Twitter handle is at author Kimberly. David Ferguson is at facebook.com slash compromatband. Jen Kirkman's tour dates can be found at jenkirkman.com. And make sure to listen to the Bob Seska Show over on littlegreenfootballs.com. Thanks to our friend Charles Johnson. Okay, that's the show. See you on the after party tomorrow. It's our last after party from California tomorrow. (laughs) So we're going to be talking California shit with Kimberly Johnson. That'll be coming up tomorrow. See you over there, folks. Bye-bye. We're like the stupid people.